rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now 8.04 a.m. and you're listening to Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we are going to be having a wonderful interview today. I am joined by three great gentlemen representing one great club, the Aurora Sunshine. Sunrise. Sunrise. I still messed it up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joined by Mr. Lewis Johnson, Mr. Lofshi. Yes. And Mr. Schmaltz. How you guys doing? Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to have you all on here. All right. We have a great interview that's coming up, but got a lot of stuff to tell you guys about. Now, I would be remiss if I did not double down, double down on the call for art and artists for Sugar Skull City, a month-long celebration in downtown Aurora that celebrates and honors the cultural and local tradition of Day of the Dead to coincide with First Fridays and Day of the Dead activities on November 6th. Sugar Skull City promotion and activities will run from October 15th to November 15th. How to participate? Create. All ages and abilities are encouraged to participate using the media of your choice. Create a 2D Sugar Skull that can be scanned or sent as a PDF Size is 12 by 18. Now, this will coincide with Dia de los Muertos. Those R's. I'm doing good and getting better and better with the R's. I roll them real well. All right. Now, that is uh, the Day of the Dead celebration in Mexican tradition. And a sugar skull is also known as a Catrina. And like I said, El uh, El Seguro, the furniture store, that big skull that's in the window, well, there you go. Now, it doesn't have to be that big, but it's got to be 12 by 18. Downtown Aurora businesses take on Hunger Action Month. Once again, this is September Hunger Action Month, better known as HAM. That's right. (laughs) The month-long campaign brings awareness to hunger in the community and offers ways for community members to contribute to both Aurora Interfaith Food Pantry and Marie Wilkinson's Food Pantry. Now, Aurora Interfaith is hosting Carts for a Cause. And there are a lot of artists that are involved with that. Now, the locations and businesses around the city that have been participating, we've also been shouting out. And the shout outs continue. Altero Latin Fusion will donate 10% every Monday in September from 3 to 8 p.m. on orders of Al Pablano Tapa and Ala Organic Cocktail and Fresh Squeezed Lemonade. Gary Brown Art and Studio Gallery, Gillerson's Grubbery, La Quinta de los Reyes, McCarty Mills, Treadwell, Society 57, and Cotton Seed Creative Exchange. They both have donation boxes to Marie Wilkinson's Food Pantry going all month. And McCarty Mills, the beer of the month is For the Masses IPA. And they will donate 10% of sales of reserved keg, excuse me, from Brother Chimp. How about that one? Gillerson's Grubbery is collecting diapers and feminine products for the month of September. And La Quinta has 10%, excuse me, will donate 10% from Tuesday through Thursday on any fajita plate during the month of September. That's chicken fajitas, steak fajitas, veggie fajitas, and combo fajitas. So if you're hungry, I know a place to go for lunch. Goldfinch Cafe, Saturday, September 19th. They are partnering with Holy Pierogi, Blissful Blooms, and Warehouse 55. Pay what you can, pierogi from Holy Pierogi Food Truck. All the proceeds from food sales directly benefit Goldfinch Cafe to purchase a food truck. The concept of pay what you can is not to have such a rigid standard that people cannot eat lest they have the entire $5.65. They pay what they can. If they got two bucks, they're still able to eat. Dignity and hunger... Uh, coincide and we want to shout out blissful blooms warehouse 55 and holy pierogi for all that they are doing and i want to give a shout out as well last but not least to the city of aurora and the food excuse me marie wilkinson's food pantry northern illinois food bank and the quad county urban league in conjunction with war three alderman ted masiakos for another successful free grocery pop-up pantry that was just yesterday and they served 12,000 families excuse me 1,200 families gotta get the facts right when you're on the air like oh he said 12,000 man it was wrong it wasn't right all right and that is the news oh the weather it's 58 degrees right now the high will be 78 degrees and that'll be around 2 p.m. Tomorrow is going to be bright and sunny and 83 degrees. Thursday, partly cloudy, 67. Friday, 63. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday of next week, all sunshine. All right. Now let's get into this. Let's do this. I'm joined by the brothers. 
of Sunrise. (laughs) Yes, finally got it right. All right, so before we get started, uh, let's meet each one of you. Mr. Johnson, tell us uh, who you are, where you're from. Name is Lewis Johnson. Uh, I'm originally from uh, Chicago, Uh, moved out to the western suburbs, uh, and I've been living in the area probably for the last 15 or 16 years. Okay. Uh, Married, uh, beautiful wife, Deborah, uh, three beautiful daughters. Wonderful, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And sir? Yep, Joe Delofshe. I'm uh, born in Chicago, moved out here 25 years ago. Um, married, grown ch- child, uh, alderman for the 10th Ward, the Far East Side of Aurora. Shout out. All right. My name is Charles Schmalls. I'm originally from Chicago. I was in Chicago for 20 years. I moved to Detroit for about 12 years and then came back to this area and moved into Aurora. So I've been exposed to much of big cities. Uh, a lot of and big cities, I have, yeah. I have a wife. I have three children. Uh, one of them died just recently, but uh, I've got two others, and I've got mm-hmm. ten grandchildren. Oh, wow. And uh, we've, they were all raised in this area. Okay, very cool. So three Aurora guys, or three Chicago guys made it to Aurora. <laughs> yeah. Very, yeah, very cool. This is the place to be, second largest city. Yep. Just a tone down from the big one, and, and here we are. Uh, now, we're going to talk about Sunrise, okay, and speak about diversity, diversity and inclusion and all of those things to get to know uh, yourselves, what you are doing, have done, and what the future with Sunrise is going to be. To start off with, for the listeners, uh, tell us about the Rotary Club. In its beginnings. So Rotary in general was a, is a service club um, based on service above self. Um, we were founded over 100 years ago by a lawyer in Chicago and it was about networking and about doing community service and since that time it's grown exponentially to I think 200 countries. There's 1.2 million Rotarians and over 30,000 clubs. So in the Chicago region, there's uh, over 120 clubs. Wow. And uh, Rotary's big thing was polio. In 1979, they decided as a club that they were going to end polio, kind of a big undertaking. And uh, we've immunized more than 2.5 billion children in 122 countries and spent $1.8 billion. And Bill Gates has been a big benefactor, giving us hundreds of millions of matching grants. And we're down to three countries, um, Afghanistan, Nigeria, and Pakistan. Uh, and some it's because they won't take vaccinations, but right. we we're down to one country. But anyway, that's our big thing, and uh, it's just a wonderful group, and uh, we do a lot of great things. Um, I want to ask, so with that, I want to get each of you guys, i ask you guys a question. What is service to you? And we'll start with you, Charlie. Well, I think uh, we have a, uh, we have a, a long-standing motto within our group that we are service above self and based on that we we adhere to the idea that what I will read to you which is I think interesting certainly it's the four-way test that we every single day that we meet which is every week we end our meetings with saying these these things is it the truth is it fair to all concerned Will it build goodwill, better friendships, and will it be beneficial to all concerned? And that's been our motto for years. So uh, basically, we are a service-orientated organization doing a lot of good for communities throughout the world. Very very diverse also. Yeah. What's it mean to you? What's that word mean to you? Service is uh, helping those maybe who um, are a little less, less fortunate. Uh, we do a lot for the food pantries, um, to children's charities, things like that. We, we raise money and give it to those people, and we don't take any money. All right. the money that we raise goes directly to them. Right. Mr. Johnson? Yeah, just to piggyback on what Charlie and, um, and Joe were saying, that uh, I kind of ditto exactly what they're saying, that service is uh, about helping, but just to take an example of one of our recent service projects where we did help feed over 400 families in the area, and it wasn't so much our physical contribution, it was a spiritual of a contribution of us actually helping people that actually need it, that are unprivileged. So right. that part of service, to me, uh, is what I feel uh, the, what, that what the word means. Yeah. 
uh, you know, I watch as a guy who does volunteer my time, you know, I watch a lot of cities who have not had some of those uh, institutions in place with which to effectively help people. Uh, Aurora's got that, and it's good to see that they that quickly, you know, going back to which was what March, I think mm-hmm. was pretty much at the beginning of uh, mm-hmm. shutting things down and then the phase reopenings. Like we really were doing good and have been doing good as a city, uh, feeding folks through the service organizations. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's um, really important. Yeah. So the history now, um, so we can talk about, well, let's talk about Aurora just a little bit more. What changes have you guys seen here in Aurora um, in your in your time? What's some of the big stuff that you've seen? Well, I've noticed uh, more local businesses, more mom-and-pop mom shop businesses, which is good. I mean, which is I think is, is a good thing because the small business is mm-hmm. the, the backbone of any city. Right. And Aurora being the second largest city in the state, uh, I think we need more of that. But it's things like uh, the River the river Edge uh, for concerts. I think that's a good place. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have, like, the Comedy Shrine. Uh, we have a lot of good places that you can go and uh, entertain and, you know, invite outsiders to come in and see what Aurora's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think in my ward, the Far East Side, the Best Buy Shopping Center was bought by an Asian group, and they're going to make it the largest Asian mall in the country. And uh, in the corner, they just opened up a very large Asian grocery store, and there's going to be a food hall with 11 food stalls catering towards Asian-type food. From That's the one that just had a, a ribbon cutting. Correct. Not the long yeah. right? Um, and then, um, you know, Asian businesses. I also think the numbers of, I'm not sure, I think I, I volunteer at Hesed House almost once a week, and the numbers of homeless have gone up. Um, I have seen that in Aurora a little, not not drastically, but right. uh, but a little. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. They had the shutdown there, and then um, I think they just reopened to allow correct uh, in-house residents there recently. Correct. Yeah. And Mr. Schmaltz? One of the very large things we do is uh, we are very youth-oriented. Uh, we do have the largest student exchange program within the entire district of Rotary in this area. Mm-hmm. What is Rotary district? What is our Rotary scholarship program? Not scholarship, our exchange program all about? We offer opportunities to the students in the Aurora schools, high schools the opportunity to go on exchange to different countries throughout the world. We then in turn bring young people in from those countries here to Aurora Mm. who attend those schools for a year for the further their education and understanding of what America is like. I think this program alone is worth so much Mm, to us and to this community. Yeah. Going overseas changed my life, and it changed my whole perspective of life and what one is complaining about on a Monday or something like yeah. that. Yes, it really, it really did. Uh, when you go to places where there is no running water, right? Yeah. For heaven's sake, so yeah. it, it'll really make you look at your your seven dollar Starbucks or something like <laughs> sure. that a whole lot differently. In sure. 1981, I went to East Berlin when there was in East Berlin. It was right. a very communist country, and they had nothing. And there was a line a block long, and I went to the front of it, and I'm like, "What is everyone waiting for?" They were waiting to buy one like watermelon because there's wow. like no groceries. It was so poor. It was so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when so through the exchange program now, uh, have there been? Can we talk about a couple of the uh, mm-hmm. good good stories? You got any? Uh, share share some stories with well, us. Well, <laughs> uh, there's been many many stories. We've had uh, 125 children go across mm-hmm. our program out of Aurora in the last 20 years, and we've also brought in at least 60 or maybe more going coming inbound. But what we have done. Uh, has given have given these people opportunities to get themselves aware of what's going on in the rest of the world. Most of them come back from where they have been with the idea that they never could leave because they found it such a wonderful experience. 
they had a tough time adjusting to come back here to the United States because they were now exposed to a lot of families, a lot of young people in other countries. Um, I think we find that uh, they've grown quite a bit, have moved on. We had one individual who came back and was so well-rounded that uh, the Gates Foundation provided him with a full education through college and all the way to as far as he wants to go. That's a great, that's a great story, yeah. yeah. I've got a great story, too. Charlie didn't bring it up, but um, we had a student from Venezuela who was, you know, Venezuela's awful, yeah. and uh, education is like nothing. So she came here as an exchange student <clears throat> and wanted to become, wants to become a doctor, I believe. Yeah. And um, when she went back, she, they, you know, the schools are basically closed or whatever. So Charlie and his family took her in and is living with her, and she's now gone from Wabansi to get an associate's, and now she's at Aurora University. She's at Aurora University now. So the, Charlie and our club is sponsoring her, you know, helping well, her. Well, I'm, I'm not sponsoring her entire week. What we did was we put together a group of seven families mm -hmm. who made a commitment that we were going to bring this young lady back because we knew what was going on in Venezuela, and we knew that she had potential, and we knew that she could better herself and also make, yeah. make a good life for herself. She's like a straight-A student, too, right? And she's, a, bro, she's right below a straight-A yeah. average. Oh, okay. Mr. Johnson, you had one? Yeah, I just like the fact that as a club, we keep in touch with our students as yeah. well. Uh, just our last meeting Wednesday, we had two that attended our meeting via Zoom, one from Belgium and one from Taiwan. So it's good to see them again and nice. kind of get an <laughs> yeah. update on what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah education um, education is key. Knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people, there are unfortunately a lot of people who don't have that view of America. They don't have the, they don't have the understanding that there are organizations and people within America who will go out of their way to help plant that seed elsewhere for yeah. you know for yeah. for purely good reasons to see to mm -hmm. see people rise up um i never well i have not yet um uh, been able to really match some of those overseas experiences and stories like the time that i had in the navy but when i hear that meet those people who come from other places and thrive here i like mm -hmm. hearing their stories mm -hmm. i really do um so let's talk about sunrise explicitly all right helping people education us folk here in the city how can we get in touch with you you guys are at mothers on wednesdays now right that's correct. good place <clears throat> anybody interested mothers <laughs> on galena go there seven, six a.m we started seven at breakfast yeah and we welcome visitors and it's free to check us out all right all right and how long have you guys been at mothers We've been there probably seven years now. Okay, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good feel good. That's this is blue collars you get in Aurora. <laughs> Let's talk about our club though. I'm yeah. newer to the yeah. club. I was in the other club for, for. There's two clubs in Aurora. Okay, and there's four in the area. But um, maybe one of you guys can talk about our club because I'm newer. Well, I guess uh, in regard to our club, our club, I think I stated what we're what we're most dedicated to, mm -hmm. and that was our student exchange program, but we've mm -hmm. expanded that beyond that. Yeah. To go ahead with, we are now looking at programs with early education for young children, okay. mm -hmm. which has been lacking, especially in, in areas of impoverishment or in, in areas where they don't get the food they need, they don't get the opportunities for education until they get to the opportunity for school at five or six years old. Well, we're, we're on a program now where our, our rotary in our area is put, giving us grants in order to supply early childhood education for children. And we are doing a program now with book reading to them at home in a Zoom or mm -hmm. some sort of a Zoom setup uh, mm -hmm. and through podcasts. And we're just now starting that program now. Why do you think? Uh, why do you think that that kind of? Why do you think there's so many people who fall through the cracks that we have to pick up? Well, how do you I, think that happens? I, I'm not. I can't say why it happens, but I see it happening yeah. and I hear it happening. Yeah. 
And all too often, there isn't someone there to take care of them. There isn't someone there, in fact, in their early ages, to really give them a good education. And some of that lacks because they aren't, they haven't got the books to read, they're not read to, uh, they don't understand a lot of the things that a child who has that opportunity mm-hmm. does have when they start school. I grew up with National Geographic in my house, and I remember as I got older, I met kids yeah. who never even heard of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, You've never heard of National Geographic. What is wrong with you? What is it, like a comic book or something? Oh, my God. I think Charlie and I, I don't know about Lewis, we grew up with encyclopedias. Yeah, that's correct. Before the Internet. Yeah, I did, too. too. Uh, For those listening who don't know what (laughs) it was this huge thing that you had to open up and had all these words. And if you couldn't think of, you know, dinosaur, detriment, uh, Tajikistan, you could look it up. In a book. By the alphabet, in a book. Yeah. Yeah. Big set of books. Yeah, huge set. Yes, that's right. All you have to do is Google it. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Um, So... Let's talk about what we've seen here in Aurora, okay? Now, that's, it's, uh, everything is community-oriented. Um, let's talk about the places that we've seen in Aurora in the last five years. We talked about River's Edge, but mm-hmm. you guys are doing programs, and you guys are helping out with, um, you know, food pantries and the like. So I, besides the economics that have taken place to bring Aurora up, um, in terms of quality of life, for our residents, how's that? How's that uh, increased or changed? Hmm. Well, I, I think from a Rotary perspective, I mean that's one of our challenges and one of our objectives is to reach out to the community and and, and try to figure out a way to bring that up. Uh, right now, we are much open to adding on new community leaders to help us. Uh, in that initiative, and we're always thinking of ways to help the community, mm-hmm. uh, and that will be one of them. Okay. I think that, you know, we've got some momentum fixing up downtown. Some of the apartment buildings have been, David Karadimus did the one on uh, Stolp and uh, Galena, and really has f- f- fixed that up, or is fixing up as he goes, and mm-hmm. the rents have gone up, um, but the quality of the building has gone up. The Elks building was renovated into a really nice high-end uh, rental. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's Benton back there. Yeah. yeah. I, think, uh, I think there's some momentum. COVID has really, you know, really hurt a lot of people. You know, but Aurora has given some rent assistance, the state has. But um, I think there's, you know, First Friday, that first Friday every month, they have these art walks that are fabulous. I wish more people would come down because they're so much fun. You go from, like, it used to be a few places. Now it's, you know, usually 15 to 20 places. You stop in and get some you know, uh, coffee or soda or something, some some snacks, and just check out art. And there's poetry reading. It's really fun. So I think, I think you know, the downtown Aurora is doing some things with arts that that's helping. I think quality of life to make it more fun. Yeah, we talk about diversity and inclusion. And I see a lot of it. You know, it it it. Um, so the the things that I hear about, you know, sunrise, uh, kind of see that. Mm-hmm. see that manifest mm-hmm. itself in the city. Mm-hmm. Part of what we have to do, and I think it's very necessary, is we have to expand our base of membership uh, to include groups who can represent some of these diverse mm-hmm. problems that we do not recognize, right. that we recognize, but we don't have the representation sure. to lead us into mm-hmm. those so we can go further with it. And I think that's yeah. big. The, the big part of membership that we need to to upgrade and get that done. How does one become a member? And Lewis is Lewis is putting this together for us with his, along with our our uh, membership committee. Okay. And it's important that we get more diversity. Mm. Okay. So we're trying to recruit diversity. We're yeah. physically doing that, and uh, like um, we're sponsoring peoples of color or of Hispanic or of different Asian that. Mm-hmm. You know, to because we know we need to do that. We know we need younger people, but right. so we're looking at maybe sponsoring some members just to bring that in. Right. Yeah. I uh, I applaud those efforts. You yes, I'm Sam. Sorry. No, no. Okay. No, I applaud those efforts because uh, I think about 
some of the institutions in this country who, that have been here a long time. And it, 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 it seems as if there is a thought in some of them that to bring on new blood, completely new in terms of perhaps ethnicity and age, would weaken the organization. Mm-hmm. And I see it, it's no, you got, mm-hmm. no. No, that's what yeah. makes it go and keep going. You want it to last another 200 years. Yeah. Absolutely. Different yeah. perspectives is, is key. Yeah. Our thought process is a total opposite. Yeah, yeah, I get, yeah we absolutely. talked when we when we had that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so for the listeners, uh, uh, Mr. Johnson and I had a great conversation uh, over the phone. I really got to understand, um, you know, what what the vision is for the city and for people. But the cool thing with Rotary is, is it because it's so international, we kind of really get it. We have an annual conference every year and it's all over the world. When I was president of my club, we went to Birmingham, England. It's been in Korea, Germany, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of places in, in the U.S., but uh, all over the world, Thailand. So we go to these conventions and we meet people and we have international projects. Like our club alone is, we did a well in Uganda. Uganda, a couple of them. Right, a couple of them. And, you know, we, we know that, you know, yeah. there are other, we're not just Aurora. We're not just Illinois. We're not that's life-changing, to build a well. Right. And yeah. that's revolutionary and life-changing i would i would uh i'd encourage the interested listener to perhaps watch national geographic about uganda and see what difference a well in uganda could make um the time is now 8 31 a.m and you're listening to good morning aurora the second largest city's first daily news podcast and we are speaking with the aurora sunrise club all right uh i have a i have a story uh it's it's stayed with me for many years I was on a one of the trains going to downtown Chicago, taking like the South Shore line, and it was raining cats and dogs. And there was a young guy, he had headphones and everything, look young student or whatever, and he had no umbrella. And there was a big guy, uh, put me in the mind of uh, John Candy and Uncle Buck kind of guy. <laughs> he had on shorts, and I was wondering like, this guy's got a nice shirt on with shorts, but that's besides the point. And he had, um, he had a little little black umbrella kind of hanging like this and he had another one kind of blue and gold sticking out like a samurai sword and the kid was getting ready to get off and he you know where's your umbrella because like oh i don't i don't have one he's like you don't got it it's raider cats and dolls you don't got an umbrella i don't got one and he pulls out this huge umbrella and gives it to the kid it's still wrapped up so the train comes Doors open, kid gets off, opens up this enormous umbrella, <laughs> covers him. This is a skinny kid like me, covers him. Rotary Club. Wow. That was the first, that was the first like impression yeah. that Rotary ever made on me. And that stuck with me a long time because it was the humanity. That was really cool. He could have gave him a little short one that he had hanging, <laughs> but he didn't do that. That stuck with me all these years. That's cool. Um, yeah, that is really cool. Um, now, this is, tell us about some other projects in other countries, if you guys um, wouldn't mind. I want to add a little bit of perspective about, you know, a little worldwide to it. Mm-hmm. When there's a world uh, disaster, a Rotary, one of our big things is called Shelter Box. Mm-hmm. So each club can buy, you know, spend $1,000 and they send this big kind of tub of stuff that um, will house, like with tents, and feed a family of, I can't remember if it's four. Ten. I think it's ten. Ten? ten. Yeah, they'll build a whole ten. For like months, and I don't know actually how many months, but I know when the Haiti disaster happened, mm-hmm. uh, we sent, the other Rotary Club sent seven boxes. Wow. So we spent $7,000, and boom. And that's big. Rotary's big as shelter box, so they'll just, you know, I think, hopefully, I think we... Our goal was to do 100 from our district. Mm-hmm. We have 64 clubs, and I think we sent 100 to Haiti within like a week because they're ready, right? They're ready to go. That's yeah. right. So any natural disaster that occurs, what Judd is saying, yeah. we try to get involved in that as much as we can. Yeah. With our setup here through shelter box to get that yeah. accomplished. The cool thing is, if you have a passion like a water well, or you know, I speak French, so I called the Port-au-Prince Haiti Club and said, "Hey, what do you guys need?" And, you know, and they were speaking in French. It was helpful to them, and they said, "You know, we could use you know shelter and food." So, 
boom, there, there it is. You know, because some of the other stuff through the United Nations, you know, who knows how long it takes, how to right. get there. This is, boom, Rotary's got those connections because there's Rotarians on the ground in the recipient country. Like every country in the world has yeah. Rotarians. So we just connect with them through Facebook or through email or whatever, and it, it's cool. You know what is cool about this? And here's what else is cool about interviewing. I have to, I have to tell the listeners that. You wouldn't even know that seeing, meeting you guys. That's why my dad was right. Don't, it's not just don't judge a book by its cover. Like you have no idea what other people uh do or have done or are into or getting into like you can learn a lot from the the average human you know the average human ain't average you know <laughs> i've been i've traveled a lot of places but i've never been um to Uganda, or haiti or um east berlin yeah you know so that's you can't, you can't that's, go there anymore because there's what, no, no it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> throwback <laughs> like, damn it's still a cold war on good morning aurora that's crazy <laughs> no you can't go there anymore yeah. um so Let's talk. Uh, let's let's talk about what we've got and uh, membership in a little bit. So, what does it take to be uh, a member of the Sunrise Club? What's the uh, requirements? Well, it's not really a hard requirement. Uh, we're always looking for people that's willing to be engaged. Okay. People that love to help support a cause. Um, you have to have some time to commit to you know things that that, that we're we're thinking about doing. Uh, we're just looking for a person with integrity. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. those are the things that we look for in our membership. And uh, we're open to all people. And that's why we're here. We're talking about diversity yeah. and inclusion. We're yeah. open mm -hmm. to everyone. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That's such a strength that Aurora has that other towns do not have. Um, when I got out yeah. the Navy, I lived in Naperville first for a while. There was no diversity or inclusion. Right. You know, that's why I'm here in Aurora. It was hard <laughs> to make friends, you know. The cool thing about our club is, too, um, because there's other service clubs, is we have different dues structures. If you just want to come and be a Rotarian and, you know, listen, participate, volunteer, it's super cheap. Mm -hmm. If you want coffee, it's five bucks more or something. If you want to eat breakfast, it's a little more. So, I mean, we have different levels, so it, don't Everyone anybody think it's expensive. Yeah, I think yeah. it's or 75 bucks a quarter is what mm -hmm. the entry level yeah. is. So for 300 oh, wow. bucks a year... Yeah, it's that's cool. Yeah, get involved, really involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and structured that way so the fees won't be the problem of you not becoming a member. Right. right. So it's very affordable. Yeah. yeah, and that's why we we request people come to see what we do, listen to what we do, and attend a meeting, at least one meeting, yeah. and if they see something in there that they feel they can lend to. The community, as far as what their passions are, we invite it. We mm -hmm. want that mm -hmm. because that's what we're about. We are volunteers. We are yeah. we are people who understand the problems of other people, and we want to provide them the help we can do. And that's what volunteerism is, and that is what Rotary is about. Yeah. We, and we have fun too. I mean, we yeah. all socialize a lot of us together, mm -hmm. and we have our meetings are fun. We're, telling jokes we're talking about the Cubs and the Sox and uh, yeah. there's a, <laughs> a lot of good people I oh, mean, yeah. Yeah. if you guys are talking about the Cubs and the Sox and you're still hanging out with each other it's sure, gotta yeah. be a good organization sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of give and take yeah. we're gonna look for a title and we're gonna look for a Chicago yeah. we have fun but we also get business done as well yeah. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely yeah. and we mm -hmm. do business absolutely. networking mm -hmm. we do business with you know Except for the retired guys. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point, right? <laughs> That's why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so let's get to know a little bit more about you guys. We'll start with you, Mr. Johnson. Growing up, what impact did your parents have in your life? Oh, man, a tremendous impact. Um, my dad was blue-collar, hard-working guy, uh, great work ethic, um, I can't remember him ever being late for his work, for his job. He was an army guy, so you know how what that's about. Yeah. On time, very disciplined. Uh, my mom, uh, all four foot eleven, hundred pounds, as <laughs> 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 tough as nails, and uh, you know she was more of the talker in the family. And uh, I mean, they just instilled so much in me as far as uh, being a person of integrity. 
do what you say you're going to do, that that type of thing. So right. uh, to this day, um, I still try to do what my parents told me to do when I was a young guy. Nice. Yeah. Um, my mother and father were always doing volunteer work. My mother was taking us to Chicago to help tutor kids. My dad had a restaurant, and he would hire a lot of um, uh, physically disabled people. Um, he said they were the best workers. They never called in sick. You know, They wanted to work. Mm -hmm. They were thrilled. Um, so... You know, it made me think about, you know, not just it being about me and volunteering. And so I done a lot of charity work, a lot of boards. And then in uh, 1992, I started Streetwise, that homeless paper in Chicago, because I thought we really needed to. Yeah, I started yep. Streetwise in 1992. Um, yeah. So I'm sitting uh, with the man who started Streetwise. <laughs> yeah, right. That is insane. Keep going. I'm sorry. I, 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 yeah. yeah. I saw that paper my entire life. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. And uh, I going. knew I knew the story. Well, I didn't know this part of it, but I knew that through selling that paper and just the basic requirement mm -hmm. of being at a place and a location yeah. consistently and building up the rapport with individuals yeah. and having a... Uh, mm -hmm. a, a structure where you have customers right. has lifted many a person. Yes. Northwestern Business From School did a study. There. 40% of our vendors got a place to live or a job, part-time or full-time, as a result of selling streetwise. And just because you said, the guy standing outside or the woman or the blind man um, or the person in a wheelchair outside of Walgreens every day, even in the winter, Walgreens would hire them eventually that is I, I've, yeah. I've seen it with my own eyes I have yeah. seen that with my own eyes there are people who have gone from here yeah. to there by selling streetwise 13,000 so far through the door that's pretty, amazing streetwise streetwise <laughs> I can't hear it streetwise my brother streetwise yeah. <laughs> my part of that would be that I'll say about what Judd does we, my wife and I truly believe in streetwise and what they do and when we were, we agreed to bring Victoria in with us from Venezuela, mm -hmm. one of the first things we did was we got her down to Chicago because I think she had to see Chicago. She realized what Chicago was as far as size, but did not realize how much was going on down there. And, of course, there were a number of things that people came up and asked for money or they sure. wanted some contribution. But here's a person walking down selling newspapers. And... Both my wife and I explained to Victoria clearly, this is who you would donate money to. Right. You'll get a newspaper. You'll get something from it. He'll get something from it because that's his employment. Right. And he is working for that employment. And it means he paid for the papers before he even brought them out. Right. So he is expecting that money to come back so he can pay for more papers and yeah. do the same thing. And she right away gave the daughter three dollars and gave it to him. Um, and growing up, how did your parents impact your life? Well, my parents uh, divorced early, uh, but both of them stayed in our lives. Hmm. My mother, I lived with my mother, hmm. but my father stayed in our lives for all of our years, and which helped a lot. Yeah. They just couldn't get along in marriage, but they got along well. <laughs> raising it us. happens like that sometimes. That's correct. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. So, yeah. so I understand. I understand what my parents did for me, not nearly what probably what Lewis and Judd have said about what their parents, but our parents provided, and it was it was not an easy go, but we made it, right. and uh, yeah. it worked out well. Now the time is now eight forty three a.m. And you're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And I'm calling out that time specifically at this moment because, unfortunately, Mr. Schmaltz has to leave us on air. But it's all right, though, because we're still going to pick it up and still get this knowledge. But I'm turning it over to two individuals. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank you, yeah. Charlie. Um, so take it easy, Mr. Schmaltz. All nice right. meeting you, sir. Thank you. Go ahead, Mr. See you tomorrow. So... Um, one of the things that I think is, is key to keep in our minds and remember is that there's a lot of organizations who are doing things and have been doing things prior to COVID. You guys have been around. 
Okay. Um, and your record of service is already is already there. What other groups in the city do you guys participate with and, and do things? Is there any joint stuff with outside organizations? I imagine there would be, maybe. Yeah. We do something with uh, an organization here in Aurora called Teen Night. Okay. I know if you're aware of that. Mm. Uh, we kind of meet with them, and we serve the kids food. Okay. Uh, we talk to them about, uh, you know, their future and things they're doing right now. But are you talking about specifically other service groups? Well, any kind of, any kind any kind of, of yeah, yeah, no, that, 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 that's all it fits, yeah. Yeah. We make dinner for Hesed House uh, every other month for the family shelter. Okay. Um, so we'll cook dinner for like 60 people, and it's mostly Rotarians that we, we do it, and then we bring it down there and serve it. Um, now we can't serve it because of, you know, they're, they don't want people in the building, but we right. cook it and bring it. Um, you know, we have a fundraiser every year called Wine and Chocolate. Um, we're not doing it this year the first time because of coronavirus, but we'll raise a lot of money. We'll raise... Well, whatever we raise, we give away about thirty thousand a year to mm -hmm. other youth organizations, mostly youth, right, and other charities. So we we partner with some of those uh, rising stars, yeah, the dance group well. that right. for special uh, needs kids, yeah. Um, we're always looking for other opportunities as well, right? You know, always. Yeah. Uh, we have a list of service projects and and, and uh, groups that we work with, but we're always looking yeah. forward to expand on that too. Yeah. Um, I like what you guys are doing. I do, man. Mm -hmm. I like what you guys are doing. I told you that on the phone, Mr. Oh, Johnson. We already we yeah. already established that. I like what you guys. We're gonna get you to one of our meetings. Is the show on at seven a.m.? Uh, eight. I mean, it started at eight, eight. Yeah. But I mean, is Wednesdays too? Every day, right? Yeah, every day. Oh, yeah. Too bad. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you right. get you one of those Could be at Mother's Restaurant chilling. <laughs> <laughs> or a live remote. There you go. Yeah, if, we could, if that could happen someday, yeah, we'd love to uh, showcase what you guys are doing mm -hmm. up there awesome. and, and uh, give a shout-out to Mother's. Great mm -hmm. place. The pancakes are awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. the coffee's good. I love that place. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I want to plant a flag in the conversation because uh, water— specifically okay i just want to go back to just briefly water specifically and food goes a long way to help individuals mm -hmm. would, would you guys agree that like the better a person feels oh man the more they are able to succeed go out there and get that job if they're hurting it's it's an inside thing first let me take this if you don't mind no go for it so uh the reason i started streetwise is i got involved with the homeless in washington dc and I interviewed Mitch Snyder, who was the famous housing activist. Mm -hmm. uh, Martin Sheen did a movie on his life, slept on the grates. Yeah. He did a hunger strike. Um, Reagan promised him $2 million, and he didn't give it to him. Or it was delayed, so he went on a hunger strike, almost died. So he got the $2 million, he built this beautiful shelter. And he said to me, Judd, I, I go, why, why homeless? He goes, you know, because if you don't provide food and shelter, it doesn't matter. Not, not that the cancer, you know, my son has diabetes. Not that these other causes aren't important. You don't have food and shelter, you're going to die. Right. And, you know, homeless people die every year. Even right. in Aurora. Mm -hmm. You know, they freeze. Yep. So, food, shelter, you know, food, like you said, and water, absolutely. And, you know, the Naperville Club has built wells in uh, uh, Nigeria. Right. Um, so, you know, we do stuff. I know the we do we do other water is a big deal with rotary and they do wells all over the world which is kind of cool yeah uh no i like that so the time is now 8 48 a.m you guys are listening to good morning aurora the second largest city's first daily news podcast and for the listeners out there i will do you a favor we will start talking about food okay here's the thing i gotta get you you gotta be on the record for this food in aurora mr johnson we'll start with you i'm, I'm coming from out of town Looking for a good place to go. Where am I going? Where are you sending me? Oh, wow. I can send you to a lot of places. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I like a place. It's not there anymore, but I like it. What was there? Mr. Grill? Oh, yeah. Unfamiliar. Yeah, uh. it's right on Indian Trail. Okay. Uh, it's right in the same strip mall as the DMV. Is it the place that's sticking out on yes. the corner? That place? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. It's now a barbecue place. Now it's a barbecue place. Yeah. Uh, great sandwiches, a great uh, spare of the moment. I want to go grab this okay. type of situation. And um, 
I just loved it, man. I would go there maybe a couple times a week. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm a lawyer and a realtor, so we have a lot of restaurant clients, so I got to be careful here. But <laughs> um, Double Yolk Pancake House on yeah, Butterfield, Butterfield go. and Kirk is like rated one of the top pancake houses in the country. It's always okay. consistent. It's a beautiful, clean place. Um, Little Pop's Pizza just opened up in Aurora on Yola in New York, and they were the number one pizza place in Naperville. It is thin, so you gotta like thin, but it's amazing. Yola in New York. There's a Mariano's. That's where, okay, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, Altero opened up, upscale Latin Fusion downtown Aurora. Stolp, yep. Correct. Yeah, good place. Man Cook is an interesting new Indonesian Filipino restaurant on Galena. That's the place. Yeah, that's right. Right under the bridge when you go up the hill. Correct. Yeah. Just east of uh, Broadway on Galena. Mm -hmm. And then I he, he, I guess he's one of your sponsors, but Holy Pierogi. Holy Gandhi Pierogi. Falcon does a food truck, Holy Pierogi. Not a sponsor and, yet, but yeah, shout out. <laughs> shout out. Yeah. That was a free shout out that time. <laughs> and he does the, he's the juice guru at the farmer's market in Aurora every Saturday. He's down there doing these fresh, makes these fresh juices. Amazing, and I'm addicted to his um, hibiscus tea. Okay, it's just simple, but that's awesome. Very good, yeah. very good. Like to hear it. Like to hear El it. El Catalan on the corner of Downer and Broadway's Mexican restaurant's been there for 40 years, I believe. That's right, mm -hmm. right across from. Uh, well, there's just the parking lot right there. Yeah, I think that's uh, a bank. Hop Vine is it by the mall. They make their own beer. There's very few of those. Shout out to Hop Vine and our brother Bob. How you doing? I'll hit yeah. you up later on today. Yeah, that's a good place. <laughs> good place. Yeah, Hop Vine Brewery. Yeah, they got the hops growing right outside right. in the uh, in the little courtyard mm -hmm. they got. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, good place. Okay, not too bad. Not too bad. So um, the show ends on a positive note. Okay. And I want to give both of you guys the time to deliver the message of the day to the people of Aurora. Mm -hmm. And also to let people know about Sunrise. So it's your message and what you guys think. We'll start with you, Judd. So I've worked with a lot of people that, uh, you know, don't have resources, right? And people who have maybe tough life, right? Right. If you want to feel better about yourself, if you're depressed or you have anxiety, volunteer. Get involved. Because I find when you volunteer, you forget about all your problems and you're trying to help somebody else. It just feels good. In Rotary, we give you a platform to do whatever you want. If you've got a passion like water wells, uh, work with the food pantries. Um, we have solar ovens where we ship a big oven to Kenya and they make bread for the whole village. Mm -hmm. Right, we got all kinds of cool programs. Um, come check us out. I think uh, I think you won't be disappointed, and uh, you'll feel better about yourself. And I heard a politician give a speech at a Rotary convention, and she said, uh, "So let me get this straight. You guys pay to join a club to volunteer." I'm like, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. And <laughs> yeah. when I was president, we each each club sends their president to the convention, and I took my son to see Jane Goodall speak in Birmingham, England. Oh wow! And we got there late because I used to always be late, and we didn't get in. Right, so that wasn't cool. We took a train from Birmingham to London, and who sat in front of us? Jane Goodall. Oh, wow. We met her. She signed That's some awesome. books for us. I interviewed her for Streetwise. So you never know. When you do good things, good things happen. Yes, so they do. This yes, Rotary they do. Club is pretty, like you said, you wouldn't guess what the things we do in this little breakfast club, but it's life-changing. Lewis? Well, I like being associated with the best, and um, Rotary International is a collection of community leaders. Aurora Sunrise is a collection of uh, community leaders, and we have all types of backgrounds in our group. It's very diverse. Attorneys, doctors, dentists, entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. everyone comes from a different background. Right. Uh, and we all mix great. I mean, mm -hmm. w when I first joined uh, Rotary, I belonged to several other organizations, and I honestly stepped away from those my, because my passion for Rotary was just so great, this is where I wanted to be. Um, as far as our club, uh, I think 
and I'm biased, of course. We have one of the best clubs in our district, mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully our club can be the model club for other clubs within our district. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We're we're so, like we said earlier, we're so fun to be around. Uh, it's like a fellowship every week, to be right. honest with you. When you go to a meeting, it doesn't feel like an actual meeting. It's not a scripted thing. We're just there to talk about how we can help the community. And, and it's like gathering with a bunch of friends, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So it, it has a real good feel to it. Uh, I'm really proud to be a Rotarian. And uh, if there's anyone else that uh, feels this way, please go to our website. It's uh, Aurora Rotary. Uh, Aurora Sunrise Aurora Sunrise yeah. okay. uh, There's tons of information on that site. It's also uh, information if you want to join us via Zoom on Wednesdays. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can join us. But we're looking for membership. We're looking to grow our membership, and uh, we like to do it, of course, locally uh, within our own community. And right. we're done by 8. It's one hour. Yes. That's it. So if you got a mm-hmm. job or somewhere to get to, it's not a big commitment. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Time is now 8.55 a.m. You have been listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Uh, I want to say thank you to Sunrise. Thank you to Judd. Thank you to Charlie. Thank you to Lewis. And thanks for connecting. This was a good interview. And I really want people to understand that service and doing things for other people is how we make the collective ball move forward you're not just that little bit of time that it takes speaking of my own life to package meals and all that and to just you know stand the boards up while the other guy nails it for heaven's sakes that goes a long way to helping people and making a better quality of life and if you're doing it in another town that other town's doing it for somebody else's town somebody's doing it in your town that's how you keep the whole good thing working uh, i want to say thank you to all of our listeners and a shout out to our wonderful co-host christine who is actually working at the moment so she wasn't here but she'll be back on with us tomorrow y'all i know you guys miss her <laughs> lovely voice and i do too um charlie had to leave but we want to say thank you to him too and from good morning aurora and aurora sunrise we want to say thank you to those guys too Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, the brothers always get. Yeah. Thank you to JV Hunter. <laughs> shout out behind the mic and behind the camera and all that. Yes. Shout out. Super shouts. Um, I want you guys to have a very blessed, positive, motivated Tuesday today and be the best you can be. And we're out. Peace. Thank you.